0: The gospel teaches it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about what I've done. It's about what he's done. It's not about my lack of worth. It's about His infinite worth. And no matter who you are and what you are or where you've been, if you simply receive Jesus today, you simply say, Look, I'm going to come to Jesus today.
1: Self worth and self exaltation is at the forefront of our society. Pastor Daniel brings some clarity to this subject by sharing with us what the Bible says. We'll learn that our worth is based upon not our own merit, but the worthiness and faithfulness of the Creator we serve. If you choose to approach God by faith through Jesus, you have been given the right to be called a son or daughter of God. You're now part of His family. Now here's Pastor Daniel with our continuing study entitled, Jesus is Faithful.
0: has received him no matter who you are or where you're from if you receive Jesus today then he gives you the right or that word can also be translated the authority the authority to become part of God's family when was the last time you really thought about what that meant for as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of God. For each one of us, there are things that we have been involved in, that have been imposed upon us, that we feel, that will hold me back from being part of God's family. Maybe it's sexual morality issues or a, a past. Maybe it's abortion. Maybe it's drug use. Maybe because of the way you were treated growing up, you feel unworthy to be part of... Of the family of God. It says, for as many as received him, he gave the right. Brothers and sisters, the gospel teaches it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about what I've done. It's about what he's done. It's not about my lack of worth. It's about his infinite worth. And no matter who you are and what you are, or where you've been, if you simply receive Jesus today, you simply say, look, I'm going to come to Jesus today, then he gives you the right to be a child of God. Why? Because the finished work of Jesus is about God adopting you and I as his own. He chose us to be in his family. And that's what verse 13 is all about. Look at this who were born not of blood, so it's not based on ethnicity, nor of the will of the flesh, not because someone's like, hey, I'm going to get my way in here and I'm going to work real hard to get in, nor of the will of man. What that means is that no pastor or priest or spiritual leader can get you in, but of who? God. Oh, I love this. So if you're here today and you struggle with the reality that, wow, you know, how can I be a child of God? I mess up so much. I do all these things wrong. Listen, listen. God chose you. He looked down from heaven and saw you with all of your garbage and says, I want that one. It's kind of like, you ever go, you ever go to the, to the pet store or to the, or to the pound and you see some dog and that dog is just like chasing after his tail and being all silly. And, and, and you may walk in and see that dog and be like, I am never letting that mangy dog in my house. And all of a sudden, someone else walks in and says, Oh, I love that dog. We may feel like each other's a little mangy at times. But when God saw you and God saw me with all of our differences and struggles and all this stuff, God said, I want that one. I want that guy. I want that girl. They're mine. I'm going to adopt them. I'm going to choose them to be mine. And no matter how your physical parents treated you, that's a game changer right there. That God knew everything about you and still chose you. That blows my mind because I know where I've been. And the fact that God would choose me is so crazy. I'm like, God, you are nuts. That's how I, that's how I pray. I praise God. I'm like, Lord, you are loco, man. What are you thinking? But God's ways are higher than our ways. See, we're a family. We are a family family. And our family is here because and for Jesus. That's why we're a family of faith. We're not just an ethnically derived family. We're not a family that we're all here together because we like the Seahawks and the Mariners. We're not all here because we like the Timbers together. We're here because of Jesus and for Jesus. Because as many as received him and believe in him, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, next we're going to learn that our family is gloriously diverse. Our family is gloriously diverse. And we're going to see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to look at verses 12 to 27. We're going to see here that Our family is gloriously diverse. Now, I'm going to read a little bit of this. And a lot of this discussion about the diversity of the family, we're going to look at next week when we look at that we are a family of faith, fully engaged. So I'm just going to, I want to touch on it because I couldn't leave it out of this message. But we're going to give it a a more extensive treatment next week when we look at that as a family, all of us are meant to be all in. All of us fully engaged. Although, we're all in, but we are all in in all different ways. That's what it means to be a family who is fully engaged. We're all, all of us corporately are all in, but we're all in in unique ways because God has called us to do a whole lot of different things. Look at what it says in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing... Where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you, no, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part which lacks it, that there should be no schism, or schism, depending on how I like to say it, in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Do you see that? Our family is gloriously diverse. As a family, we all have different giftings. And the reality is, is that oftentimes, the biggest issue we have within the family of God, the body of Christ, is that people with different set of giftings don't appreciate that somebody's different. And the beauty of being a family is realizing that we're all called to do unique things. Pastor Bill and I, we're called to be the mouth. That's one of our functions, to be the mouth. And guess what happens if it's all about the mouth all the time? someone gets a headache. That's what happens. If it's all about the hands, at some point the hands get callous and sore. Maybe carpal tunnel happens. If it's all about the feet, bunions happen. See, part of being a family is that we realize that There's a lot of diversity in the family. The eyes are not important than the mouth. The mouth is not important than the nose. Neither one is more important than the ears. See, the body of Christ is gloriously diverse. And we want to remember that because oftentimes the struggles that churches have with, within the body is that we forget that people have different skill sets, different passions. And the thing is, is that we are not in opposition to one another. We are a family. And families are diverse. One of the things I love so much about Crossroads is at Crossroads, we're an intergenerational church. Which means there's people of all ages here. A lot of churches, they're, they're niched for a certain group of people. I've heard it said that every church is contextualized for a certain age group. So some churches, it's all young people. For some churches, it's all older people. At Crossroads, we value a family because families have... Parents and grandparents and great grandparents and newborn babies that's the way families are meant to be teenagers everybody's together as one family but because we're an intergenerational church obviously sometimes we struggle with different things right because some things that the parents want are different from what the teenagers want anybody ever have that experience before yeah we all have right sometimes what the grandparents want and what the parents want are guess what a little different. You guys have in-laws, right? You guys know what this is like. And and the way people try and navigate that is to force everybody to be exactly the same. But because our family is gloriously diverse, here at us, we've decided, look, we realize that people are going to be, have all different things that they want. And we're going to work it out. Why? Because we're a family. Because even though you may not agree with everything in your family, guess what? You're still family. And we celebrate the diversity within the body. And you know what's great about the diversity in the body? It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. So the body is gloriously diverse. Our family is gloriously diverse. Listen to C.S. Lewis speaking in his book, The Weight of Glory. He says it this way. By members, he meant that we should call organs things essentially different from and complementary to one another Things differing not only in structure and function, but also in dignity. Now, I love this. How true membership in the body differs from inclusion in a collective may be seen in the structure of a family. The grandfather, the parents, the grown-up son, the child, the dog, and the cat are true members in the organic sense. Precisely because they are not members or units of a homogenous class. They are not interchangeable. Each person is almost a species in himself. The mother is not simply a different person from the daughter. She is a different kind of person. The grown-up brother is not simply one unit in the class of children. He is a separate estate of the realm. The father and grandfather are almost as different as the cat and the dog. If you subtract any one member... You have not simply reduced the family in number. You have inflicted an injury on the structure. That's powerful, isn't it? As a family, we are glorious, diverse, and guess what? We value everybody. If we subtract any part of our family, we inflict harm on the whole. If your small intestines decides to check out for a while, things get a little rugged, right? If your feet decide, I'm just done being the foot. I'm tired of this. Putting these socks on, squeezing me in these stylish shoes that are uncomfortable. What happens? You got a problem, right? Brothers and sisters, we're a family. And we hope you know that everybody, everybody is valued. We don't value youth more than those who've been around the block, although our culture does. I've said it a lot. Our culture values youth, but God values people. We're all valued together, but we are diverse. And the beauty is, is on those points of differences within the diversity of the body, we learn how to say, okay, we have differing preferences, but guess what? We're still one family. We still do it together. We still figure out how we're going to do this. Our family is gloriously diverse. I'm going to talk about this a little more next week. Next, we find that our family's desire is to do the will of God. Our family's desire is to do the will of God. The desire, the passion of our family of faith is to do the will of God. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 12. So turn to your left. The very first gospel. Matthew chapter 12. We're going to take the very last little nugget of teaching here. in Verses 46 to 50 there in Matthew 12. Our family's desire is to do the will of God. Look at verse 46, Matthew 12. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brother, speaking of Jesus, stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and said, here are my mother And my brothers for whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother Now I've thought at times about doing a writing a book called absurd jesus Because sometimes jesus just says the most straight-up absurd things It sounds absurd, although it's still true you got to realize, Jesus is doing ministry. His mother Mary, his brothers. Now, don't miss that. Because there are some people who want to say that because Mary, and we talked about this a little bit with last week, because Mary was Jesus' mom, that she was perpetually a virgin. But we find all through the Bible that he's got brothers and sisters and such. Because Mary and Joseph ultimately did get married, and they ultimately had children like everybody else did in that day. But... Jesus' mother and brother, they come looking for him. They, they come to Jesus, hey, your mother and your brothers are here. And Jesus says, who's my mother and my brothers? No. You think Jesus forgot? He forgot that James was his little brother. Forgot that Mary was his mom. We learned in Luke chapter 2 that he went home and he was subject to the authority of his parents. But see, Jesus uses this as, as a teaching moment. Who's my, who's my family? Is the question. And he reaches out his hands to his disciples and said, Those who do the will of my Father in heaven, they're my brothers, they're my sisters, and they're my mom. See, Jesus is saying, is even greater than my physical family is the family of faith, those who do the will of my Father in heaven. And what's interesting is, God's will is a big part of what it means to be part of a family of faith. God's will is what God desires and is passionate about seeing happen. And brothers and sisters, God is passionate about seeing things happen in our lives, in our families, in our community, and our world. And God has ordained the church, the family of faith, to be the vehicle to see his will done on earth as it is where in heaven. Isn't that how Jesus prayed in the model prayer? But we have to ask ourselves, God's will done through his family That happens through each one of us saying, God, I want your will done and not mine. And for each one of us, isn't it true that every single day we know what God wants and then there's things that we want? And there's a negotiation. There's a choice that gets made. And that's true for every single one of us. Every single one of us choose every day who they will serve. And oftentimes, if we're willing to be Honest about who we are oftentimes it has nothing to do with god's will it just has everything to do with our will And when we realize that what's beautiful is that god doesn't dismiss us. He is faithful We've all been willful in a myriad of ways and god doesn't discard us. He simply calls us back to him again He says come to me come don't do it your own way Let's do it my way You know what happens a lot of times within churches is that because we know it needs to be God's will, not our own, what we do is we know enough to say, well, it's God's will, and we just put some spiritual language on it, but it's really just our will. Right? Like So we, we, we sugarcoat our rebellion in spiritual language. And we have to be careful with that. People have been doing that as long as there's been religion in the world. But brothers and sisters, our driving passion should be God's driving passion. We want to say, Lord, break my heart with what breaks your heart. Lord, not what I want, but Lord, what do you want? And you know what happens when you, when you get into that place? We say, Lord, not what I want, but what do you want? Then all of a sudden we have to change. Because God wants more beautiful things than we can fathom. God wants more generosity than we can fathom. God wants more grace. He wants us to be peacemakers. And he gives us the strength by his spirit to actually do it. That's why we have our, our, our mission is simply respond to Jesus because at every moment, Jesus has a will. He has a desire, a passion of what he wants to see ushered into the world and he wants to use you and I. But we have to say, Lord, I give up my right to my own will. What's your will for my life? That sweet surrender. That's that sweet surrender that comes to the people of God. How are we doing with that? How am I doing with that? Am I open to what God's will is, not my own ideas? What God's plan is, not my own plan. Our family's desire is to do the will of God, to be used by God for God's glory and God's plan. Now, next, our family's foundation is the word of God. Our family's foundation is the word of God. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2, picking up in verse 19. It says, Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, now listen, and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Notice that. We're a household of God being built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now I know if you're here at Crossroads, you're, one of the reasons you're here is because you know that we're going to open up God's Word and we're going to teach it to you. But it's always important to come back and remind us that our family's foundation is not in some tradition, but it's in God's Word. The apostles and prophets was the Hebrew way of saying the Word of God. Jesus being the chief cornerstone—that's our foundation. We're built upon it, and brothers and sisters, we will always be built upon it. We get it, we, every one of our ministries, our kids' ministry, our women's ministry, our men's ministry, Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, our high school ministry, our middle school ministry, our nursery ministry. You realize if you have kids in the nursery, they actually get a Bible study? It's awesome. I love when, I, when, I, when Pastor Bill would be teaching, I'll go back and I, 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 I peek in on all the, the, little, the little rooms in the nursery and there's a teacher there with a big picture Bible who's talking to him about Jesus. I'm like, yeah. The Word of God. The Word of God is so important. That's why it's the only book in the world that there's spiritual warfare for you getting into.
1: Jesus is... Rights are something that we talk about often. I have the right to this, and I have the right to that. We assert ourselves often. But did you know that you have the right to be called the child of the living God? Pastor Daniel shared with us today that anyone who approaches God by placing their faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ has the right to be called a son or a daughter of God. That is amazing. Jesus is Real Radio is the radio ministry of Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. The messages that you hear each day here on Jesus is Real Radio were produced for messages that Pastor Daniel shared on Sunday mornings and the midweek study. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Now, the next time you join us here on Jesus is Real Radio, Pastor Daniel will share with us what our driving passion should be as a family of believers. In the body of Christ, our number one desire should be to do the will of God. We'll even learn that obedience is one of the family characteristics that should mark those that claim to be followers of Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean we'll be perfect. It just means we'll try. You've been listening to Jesus is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through this series entitled Because Jesus is Real. That's next time on Jesus Is Real Radio.